This is two mics on two mics Talking comic books on film Two comedians talking comic book movies This is comic song film Let's go All right, we're back <laughs> Didn't Jeez. I do this the last time? Jesus, what are you doing? <laughs> I always want to jump into like the uh, the stripper DJ. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome to our, our podcast, and everybody, uh, it's all called Comics on Film. Please take care of the wait staff, and here comes Vanessa. We have like thirty seconds to grab people, and everyone's just like, <laughs> "Oh God, no! <laughs> I can't listen to this." <laughs> All right. Well, whatever. <laughs> whatever, Mike. I've been looking and I noticed we have a very sharp drop off after the first two and a half seconds of the podcast. <laughs> I just pictured like some ultra nerd, like, hmm, let's check this out. And it's just me screaming. He's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think so. <laughs> he clicks it with his carpal tunnel brace, like, Argh. yeah. <laughs> Well, in that note, welcome to Comics on Film. I am Cronin, and with me as always is the voluptuous Mike Cody. How you Ooh, doing, kid? I'm, I'm better now that you called me that. I'm great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Glad that we're back together, buddy. You've been on the road for a couple of weeks, so uh, yeah. it's our first time recording in a while. Yeah, it's been a while, and uh, it's good to see you. You too, bud. Um, so are we doing an over-under on how many dogs or children in your house are going to pop into your recording studio sure yeah okay. <laughs> i'm guessing there's going to be three interruptions of some sort. okay well there is a dog already in here so yes so you're you're already halfway there all right okay. almost <laughs> i don't know if that math's right <laughs> oh it's not right at all but i guess <laughs> I'm. Uh, how, how can I take this to my advantage? I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna cheat Cronin out of some cash. Oh, he shit! He doesn't know the difference between a third and a half. He's oh gonna... no! <laughs> well, uh, today we are talking about Captain America, the first Avenger. The first Avenger. I forgot about that. Thank you. That's why I have a co-host. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm only good for <laughs> subtitles. Or, is yeah. that it? Or and subtitles. Whatever you want to call subtitles. it. And subtitles. Yeah. What is your, uh, what's your history with this? Um, it's funny. Like, I didn't read a lot of Captain America growing up. But for some reason, like, I had all these old issues that I got at, like, Goodwill when I was a little kid of this comic book that was called The Invaders. And oh, yeah. it, was a, it was a World War II era, written in the 80s, but it was like a World War II era Nazi fighting superhero team led by Captain America and his uh, and his compatriots were uh, the Human Torch and Namor. So like that's always been the Captain America that I found most interesting is the World War II punching Hitler in the face, mm -hmm. um, beating up the Axis. So I was really, really excited to see this movie and, and I was ex incredibly hopeful that they were going to do a good job with it because I thought the character was so cool and um, 
yeah, so f- far exceeded my expectations. And I, I, this has always been one of my favorites of the Marvel movies. Definitely. I I didn't know Captain America. I didn't really care for him. I, before this, I was more of a Spider-Man guy and then got into like Iron Man after Robert Downey Jr. was in the movie. But when I found out that Chris Evans was going to play him, I was so excited because I, me and my friends watched Not Another Teen Movie probably 10,000 times and <laughs> I was like oh that's gonna be great I love Chris Evans and even in the Fantastic Four movies he's great he was in six other comic book movies before this okay so he was in he was in six other comic books movies before this I can think of a couple of them so the first two Fantastic Fours mm-hmm. uh he's Johnny Storm and then he was in that movie The Losers right mm-hmm. what were the other ones uh, Push and Scott Pilgrim. And he was also Casey Jones in TMNT. Oh, God, I forgot he was in TMNT. What yeah, is I didn't Push, though? I, I, I've never heard of Push. Is it's that like, based on the novel by Sapphire? It is. Like <laughs> <laughs> got a really loose definition for what's a superhero movie. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> no, I'm sorry, you got it wrong, kid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, push is based on the novel precious by sapphire oh okay okay yeah 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 <laughs> wait wait, oh. wait was chris evans precious i mean <laughs> <laughs> i don't know you gotta look closely <laughs> that guy can go through some body transformations he- can act (laughs) Uh, no push was a movie about like a little girl who had superpowers and chris evans was like helping her i think he was like an older brother or uh just maybe like an older guy who knew her and yeah i think i forget but i want to say there was like a part of the movie that kind of like wanted where like they could use special powers with guns okay but I don't, I don't really remember. I remember seeing it once and I was like, well, that was a fine movie that I'll never watch again. Hmm. And it was based on like, it, was it like just like a superhero type movie or was it like an actual, like one of those rando comic books that you've just never heard of until they like turned it into a movie? Yeah, I think it was a short run independent uh, graphic novel. Huh, that's cool. Yeah. Perhaps that should be a Patreon at some point. Perhaps indeed. I'm talking like this the whole time. <laughs> I love it. I forgot Scott Pilgrim was a, is it a comic book or is it a manga? Manga, but counts. I think. Yeah, I'd say it counts. Yeah. You know what? And you know why it counts? Because it's going to help us to keep this podcast going. The more content we have to review. (laughs) (laughs) Let's keep this generic gravy trainer rolling. Come on. Yeah, Yeah, I can't wait to watch Dragon Ball. (laughs) Yeah, you know, like it just morphs into a Digimon podcast eventually. But yeah, I was so excited. And then I agree with you. I think this is one of the stronger movies. And I was thinking about it this time. I think it is my least favorite Captain America movie only because it's the first one. And the other two just got better and better. Yeah, I agree with you on that. But it's, it's still a good movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's still a really good, like, frankly, there's, yeah, I think it's also my least favorite Captain America movie. But for that same exact reason. And it's still... I mean, it's still I probably in like my top eight or nine MCU movies, mm-hmm. even after, you know, what, like 25 or 26 or however many we're at right now. Yeah, I concur. 
Well, um, that's been this week's episode. That's a, that's the podcast, everybody. <laughs> we, we like it better than baked potato soup. Good night, everybody. Yes. All right. Have a good one. Superheroes. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that is also something I thought about this whole time is that I think Chris Evans is funnier in this movie than in any of the other Avengers or Captain America movies. And it's not a lot. It's It's very dry humor throughout but he is so such a funny actor in everything else and then he had to play like this dry character for what 14 years yeah i i think he gets funnier as the series goes on i mean it, it mm-hmm. never gets like thor level where it's like all right how about you calm down a little bit but I, <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think he really loosens up this movie i might be wrong and i might have missed it but like even when i was watching it the first time i was just like Steve Rogers never smiles. Like, I didn't notice him smiling until there's the montage where they're doing, like, the Star Spangled Man. And he's on screen. He's watching himself in the movie theater in black and white, you know, pretending to shoot at Nazis. And he kind of, like, chuckles, like, what what is this? Like, what's going (laughs) on here? This is so dumb. (laughs) And that was, like, it was pretty close to an hour into the movie before he cracks his first smile. (laughs) So... I, I will say he definitely he's very funny in this, but he does loosen up a lot as the series goes on. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean the the line "This is America's ass" it made me laugh so hard in Endgame. Yes. It is <laughs> just when he looks at his own passed out body, he's like, "That is America's ass." <laughs> God, God, that made me laugh. All right, well, let's get into the movie. We're we're jumping ahead and spoiling stuff. Talking about butts. Yeah, we're talking about butts. <laughs> talking about those opening credits. Join our Patreon, by the way. Talking about butts with Mike and Mike. <laughs> yeah, the intro. I forgot the first part of this started in modern times, but I mean, it kind of makes sense. You kind of have to connect it with the rest of the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. You can't just jump into 1941 and be like, "What the fuck is happening here?" I think you maybe could have. Yeah, maybe, but but yeah, it makes more sense to do it that way. The only thing I didn't like about that was just that like it kind of you kind of I mean, if you know the comics even a little bit and you know that Cap is the man out of time, like, you know, basically how the story is going to end. It's just like a matter sure, of how yeah. to get there. But uh, but yeah, I I thought it was and they didn't spend that much time on it either. What about like three minutes or so? Like, oh, there's a big piece of shit underground yeah. and then yeah. <laughs> that ain't that's, <laughs> that's Captain America <laughs> there's a star on that turd <laughs> what if right next to Captain America's frozen body was the um, Joe Dirt frozen turd thing that fell from the sky that he was obsessed with <laughs> <laughs> oh buddy I'm sorry to let you down but you were counting on me having way more knowledge of Joe Dirt than oh, I do. Man. <laughs> like, I'm sorry <laughs> I remember finds, seeing it once and go like, well, that was, that was the thing I did. <laughs> he finds what he thinks is a meteor and he brings it all around town as his best friend. And mm. finally he hits hard times and has to sell it. So he goes to get it looked at by, uh, by a specialist. And the guy goes, this is shit. He's like, what? He's like, he's like, yeah, airplanes dump their shit and it falls to the ground and melt and freezes. And this is just a big old glob of shit, buddy. <laughs> Was that early in the movie or late in the movie? It's late in the movie. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the one problem I have with this is like, I thought Coulson was one of the guys, but there's just two nameless S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. Yeah. 
I like that a little better than it being yeah. Colson there because I feel like, I mean, like he's got some stuff to do, you know, like yeah. like a quick jaunt up to Antarctica for <laughs> <That's true. laughs> some random uh, object that they found. But I love um, how incredulous he is. He's like, you, this better be good. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, he, he thinks some assholes just get a call shield from Antarctica and be like, hey, come check this out. I'm kind of on his side, though. This better damn yeah. well be good. Like, yeah, that's yeah. A, <laughs> I mean, obviously. That's a, that's a long flight plus a helicopter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we cut back to, uh, I think it's Stromboli, Norway. Yes. And mm-hmm. it looked delicious. Yes. Yeah, they were they were originally going to be either it was either Stromboli or Strusseldorf. <laughs> yeah, that was tough what they did in Strusseldorf with all the Jews in the in the freezer and then put them in the toaster in the morning. And then they, they put that that icing drizzle all over. Yeah, them. I don't even want to. Uh, it was horrendous. <laughs> the toaster Strusseldorf. <laughs> I don't know why, but I as soon as I started watching this, I completely forgot that Hugo Weaving was Red Skull, and I was like, "Oh God, wearing for a treat." Can we can we just like briefly touch on the fact that like Hugo Weaving is um, we're not the first people to point this out, but it is so amazing to me that like he has been either like a small part, like in this case, or a major part of three of the biggest franchises of all time. Oh yeah, it's insane. Like yeah, I mean, even just Matrix itself, like huge. Lord of the Rings, he was such a big part of that. And then he was in the Hobbit movies, too. Mm-hmm. I'm actually shocked that he wasn't like, a third franchise, yes. <laughs> I shall be in all of your movies. <laughs> but he was so uh, good as the, as the Skull. He was so, so, good. so good. And I read that he based his um, accent on Werner Herzog, which is <laughs> such a funny piece of trivia. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I did the, the one scene where he's like, he's got the old guy and uh, he's like, tell me where it is, old man. And he's like, I'll never tell you. And he, he just vaguely threatens his kids. He's like, it's right over there. <laughs> <laughs> then immediately after he's like, Ah, my children moved three years ago. (laughs) Ah, shit. (laughs) Ah, dang it. (laughs) They moved to Strusseldorm. God damn it. I did like when he pulled the fake uh, Tesseract out of the crypt. Mm Mm-hmm. And I didn't notice this before, but he rips off part of the skeleton's hand and is just holding it with like the skeleton's hand still attached. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, there's like three fingers behind the Tesseract you can see before he drops it on the floor. And it's just such a small detail, but it like shows that like this guy has no regard for human life whatsoever. Yeah, the skull is almost like he's one of those villains who's like so evil and cares about people so little that he's sort of like the Joker in a way where you're like, he's really magnetic. But you're also kind of like, man, I would get the hell away from this guy if I was yeah. like, these guys must really like science if they're yeah. following this maniac. It's also weird. I don't think they call it the Tesseract once in this movie. No, I don't think they really call it anything. Yeah, they just they're just like this is the yeah. Do they call it anything? They're just I don't like think so. this is the this is the crown jewel of Odin's treasure room, and then that's basically it. Yeah, because in the comics it was the cosmic cube that that yes. Red Skull always had. Yes. So, yeah, I'm not sure. I know I read that uh, Joss Whedon, when he was hired to do The Avengers, he got to reread this script and make some edit points. So I wonder if maybe they just chose to leave it ambiguous for Hmm. The Avengers or I don't know. 
That was strange to me, though. That is a little, yeah, at least, like, usually they toss out a name one time. But, yeah, you're right. They, uh, mm-hmm. huh. Yeah, that's so funny. It's so, like, you've seen so many of these movies so many times that it, like, it's easy to miss, miss those details just because you've known it as the Tesseract for so long. Yeah. Like, that's very weird. Hmm. I like when he shoots the guy and the blood spatters on the Hydra symbol and it covers up the skull in red. It's like, mm-hmm. it is so on the nose. It's like, oh, that's the red skull. <laughs> Look, it's like my name. <laughs> Think. Aren't I being dirty? Wink. <laughs> I am disgusting like nature. <laughs> Just goes full Werner Herzog. I wish he had, I wish he'd based his performance on Dieter from SNL. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Would you like to touch my monkey? <laughs> Come on, there's a multiverse. There's got to be a Dieter Red Skull out there someplace. There's that we can... <laughs> yeah, then they cut to cut to good old US of A, and we get our first glimpse as a flimsy, anorexic Steve Rogers. And I got to say, this movie is, what, 12 years old now? Mm-hmm. And I do not see the seams in scrawny Steve Rogers. I think that is like perfect CGI work. Yeah. For, for whatever reason, like, I don't know, when Marvel has to create CGI characters from scratch, it sometimes looks a little wonky. Yeah. But their, yeah, like their work on people specifically. And like you said, especially Steve Rogers in this, perfect, impeccable. Yeah. They, they always get the dimensions right. Like him standing next to other people, it always looks perfect. It, it never looks like you edited Steve's face onto somebody else's body. It's amazing. Yeah, I read like so much work went into that. They had to put um, other actors on Apple boxes. So they would do that. They would film a scene with the real Steve, with the with Chris Evans, all the other characters lifted up so mm-hmm. that they got their eyelines right. Then they did one without anyone there. And then they did one with a body double in. And then I think they did a fourth version of every single scene. Oh my God. So, and I, I wouldn't have the patience to make movies. Yeah, I know. I'd just be like, let's just film a child from behind. Right. <laughs> can we take a little person and actually make superhero serum for him? Like, can we just, yeah. just make him bigger? This is like Peter Dinklage in scene one. And then he's, yeah. <laughs> he's like riding on somebody's shoulders with a trench coat for the rest of the yeah. movie. <laughs> By the way, I cannot wait to talk about Peter Dinklage in Endgame of how they made a little person giant is one of the funniest things. <laughs> <laughs> and then they got him to do just some of the driest, weirdest like, jokes. Throughout yeah. The <laughs> oh, the times we shall have. <laughs> oh, yes. I like the, the movie scene when the guy's heckling. Mm-hmm. And I just like, I just wrote in my notes, squanny, squanny. Oh, God. Scrawny dweeb destroyed by Heckler. Hey, guys, just so you know, Mike. when Mike writes, he has a speech impediment. So let's I do, yeah. Him. That's all in there. <laughs> yeah, it just made me think of one of those uh, Steve Hofstetter videos, but it's like the opposite, <laughs> where he just gets destroyed. He just gets beat the hell out of by the Heckler. We do get our first, I can do this all day. I can do this all day. <laughs> I know. I I know you didn't like you didn't like Hawkeye, did you? I liked I liked Rogers the musical. I'll put it uh, that way. And yeah, I and I liked I liked all the characters. I just didn't like the execution. That's it. But yeah, yeah. The God, I think it's worth it just for the musical because <laughs> I was singing that. <laughs> that gets popped in my head all the time. You know, they are. I don't think it's open yet, but they're doing a one act 
mini version of Rogers the Musical at, oh, really? Dis- at Disneyland's California Adventure starting in like the next couple months or so. So there's going to be like, so you can actually go to a theater and watch that song. And I guess they, they there's like a mini musical all about Steve Rogers. You can see there. <laughs> Bless him for doing that. I'm so glad yeah. you're doing that. That is such a great scene in Hawkeye when he's just, he's like, this is, he's watching with his kids. He's like, this is such bullshit. <laughs> and he just turns his hearing aid off. So he doesn't have to listen to it. He's like, that guy wasn't even there. Like Ant-Man's dancing along. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, back to the scene. Yeah, he holds up the trash can shield. Nice touch. It's a nice touch. And then I like when Bucky saves him. Like his part of the fight is staged so much like an old movie from the 40s. Like his swing is so slow. And it's like he goes all the way back and punches the guy and then kicks him in the butt like a little scamp. (laughs) Like, get out of here, you rascal. (laughs) I read too that Sebastian Stan watched a lot of old World War II movies to get ready for this. So that I think that kind of comes off in that moment. Oh, so like he studied like the style of acting and like like the pantomiming and all that. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. And let's see. They go to the World Fair. I love Jenna Coleman. She plays like Bucky's girl in that scene. Mm -hmm. And she is such a great actor. It's a shame they didn't use her more throughout the series or a different role or something because she is so good in everything she's in. What else has she been in? She, She was on Doctor Who. Okay. And she also was recently in this great Netflix show called The Servant. Is that the one? Serpent, sorry. Oh, Serpent. Okay. Okay. All right. It's about like a drug dealer in um, Thailand, Hmm. like an American expat who goes to Thailand and just becomes a big piece of shit. It's really, really good. Hmm. Yeah. I have to tell you, my one of my favorite Easter eggs of all the Marvel movies is in that uh, that Stark Expo opening scene when they go in and you see the Human Torch suit inside the glass because that was the. The, the version of the Human Torch that was in The Invaders, that comic that I really liked, was an old school android Human Torch. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was funny. There was like, it was like the Human Torch, and he had like a, a sidekick who was also a Human Torch named Toro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then it was like Captain America had Bucky, and then Namor was just like, I don't like anyone. Um, yeah. But it was, I'm but it was just, it was so cool to see that like they actually like mentioned the Human Torch in there, and then the fact that Chris Evans was the human torch is yeah like, yeah you know like a double little bit of fan service in there mm-hmm. i love that yeah it's a little double reference um now i was thinking about this howard stark is in it and he's at least he's got to be at least mid-20s but he's an established scientist mm-hmm. like world renowned because he's holding a stark expo that everyone is going to in 1942 and then he has tony in the mid-70s i mean i could see <laughs> i could see tony stark Howard Stark being the kind of guy that just didn't want to settle down for a long time. Yeah. But then like a lot of those rich guys, you know, like have uh, kids a little bit later in life. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I do get that, but then there's that scene later in like the barf thing in civil war where um iron man recreates that the last moment he had with his parents and he's like so sad that they died mysteriously out of nowhere it's like his dad was like 79 years old at that point (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean whatever it doesn't didn't really bother me that much but i was just like huh that's strange I mean, I guess like if my parents died at 79 of natural causes, 
I wouldn't be that distraught, but if they died of 79 from being <laughs> hunted, hunted down and shot to death, I'd probably yeah. be a little, you know, a little torn up about it. Okay. Too. All right. Fine. <laughs> they were just hitting their prime. Yeah. <laughs> I loved um, when I saw that moment where Steve sees like the recruiting army event Mm -hmm. i just my first thought was god steve is so horny for the army (laughs) it's just like oh look at that (laughs) (laughs) like his superpower is just fucking flags (laughs) (laughs) what should we call you rogers flag fucker (laughs) uh how about captain america oh fine (laughs) captain america the flag fucker. Uh, no. Uh. <laughs> I love, too, there's, like, such a small moment where he offers the other girl popcorn, mm-hmm. and she looks so disgusted at even the <laughs> offer. Oh. She, there is no way that Bucky didn't have a threesome that night. Yeah, I think he did. I feel like I feel like basically from that night forward, Bucky's life just basically <laughs> turned into everyone's second banana slash, <laughs> <laughs> slash POW slash brainwashed assassin, so... I hope he. I hope they bang twice. Yeah, I, hope. I hope he lived it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, I'm tall, and I just had a threesome, and now, uh... <laughs> now your life's about to go to shit, pal. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I've watched this movie so many times and loved it, and I don't know why, but this is the first time I watched it, and the German doctor showed up, and I was like, Oh my god, it's Stanley Tucci. I I always forget. Like every time I've seen yeah. this movie, I forget it's Stanley Tucci until I'm watching the credits. Yeah. I was like, who's that guy? I'm like, oh, the that Tooch. Guy right yeah. <laughs> Big Tooch. The Tooch is loose. <laughs> He's so great in this. He is so good in this. I love his character and uh, that whole, God, just the Tooch. We got to respect. How about a moment of silence for the Tooch? Can we do a 10 Tooch salute? Yes, a 10 Tooch salute. <laughs> Tooch, 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 tooch. Oh, we are so dumb. Um, here's a fun fact. Uh, so Dr. Erskine is living in Queens, but Erskine is actually a street that is in Brooklyn. Oh. Erskine Street in Brooklyn. So I have a I have a very strong feeling that like with Cap's Brooklyn connection, that, that that's what he was named after. Mm-hmm. I'd I'd be shocked if it wasn't. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I spaced a second ago because I was trying to think of this trivia I read, but Stanley Tucci took the role because he wanted to do a German accent. That's it. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> that, was the, that was the whole reason? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'll do a German accent. And he's so fucking good. That's amazing. He's really, he's really committed. <laughs> it's like a nice, subtle German accent, too. Yeah, yeah. Tucci. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love right before, I think it's right before he leaves... Oh, no, it's when he's talking to Bucky, Steve is, and that whole interaction between them, he's like, there are men lying down their lives. I got no right to do anything less. He says, don't do anything stupid until I get back. How could I? You're keeping all the stupid with, with you. Yeah. That's all so good. And then it ends with Bucky going, come on, girls, they're playing our song to no music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Maybe they cut away as Bucky starts saying, I'm having a threesome tonight. <laughs> I'm going to fuck these two girls tonight. I'm banging the girl I came with plus my friend's date. <laughs> I said it was for Steve, but nobody wants to fuck that scrawny young boy. Steve looks like an asthmatic chimpanzee. <laughs> Steve got AIDS before it was invented. <laughs> Patient zero. Becomes a hero. <laughs> I'm having a three way tonight. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Then we go to Switzerland where we see the uh, Hydra base for the first time. And then Zola again. I was like, God, th- that actor is so good too. Oh, Toby Jones. Yeah. He's awesome. Toby Jones. Yeah. I do like that this movie paints the picture that Red Skull and Hydra are so ruthless that the Nazis distance themselves from them. But then they never really back it up in any way. Um, I mean, they did have the part where like Schmidt basically like incinerated those Nazis that yeah. were coming to be like, you need to get in line. But other than that, yeah, I mean it was kind of like it was a little bizarre that it was like maybe they just didn't want to like they wanted to sell toys. And yeah, that's like, true. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't really think we could sell like Nazi toys to kids. So <laughs> let's just focus on Hydra. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think you're right because I think I read something where the original pass of the script was heavily there was Nazi insignias everywhere, and they were like, maybe we shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a different time. <laughs> so then they cut to the base camp with little scrawny Steve trying to keep up. And I think the costume department killed it in this movie. I love that Agent Carter shows up. And she's the love interest of the main character of the movie and is in the least revealing outfit of all time. It's just like, it's very just boxy. It like doesn't show off her curves at all. She just looks in her hair. She just looked like a sexy grandma the way she was dressed. <laughs> she did. Yeah, it's it's amazing that but like her makeup is so good and the hair is so good that it's just yeah. like there's no denying that she's a babe. She's got yeah, like yeah. the worst, most matronly outfit of all time. Right. <laughs> but like she's still such a babe. <laughs> to the point where when she shows up later in the red dress, you're like, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> just switch bodies? Whatever, girl. Like, Look at those titties, girl. <laughs> I think that was in the original pass of the script. That's what, yeah. the, that's what Steve <laughs> that's said. What Steve said. <laughs> I was like, ma'am, they're like, God damn, I'm some tick old babies. I also like that a way they show how good of a man Steve Rogers is is by showing how shitty men of the era are. Like, you had that heckler, and then as soon as he shows up, there's like that guy saying, like, What's with this Philly giving us orders? What's that about? <laughs> like, Shouldn't you be in the kitchen? They're like, Oh, and then he be- she beats the hell out of him. <laughs> and then Tommy Lee Jones shows up and it's just Tommy Lee God, Jones. Tommy Lee motherfucking Jones. Another I'm- one where I was like, God damn, Tommy Lee Jones is in it too. Okay. Here's, here's, I had to look it up. I was like, Oh, is Tommy Lee Jones dead? Because he looks like he's about 85 in this movie. How old do you think he was when this movie was made? Um, Probably. 68 close he was 64 oh jesus i I thought he was like i don't know i really thought he was at least in the 70s he's 76 right now like he's just one of those people who has always looked a thousand yeah and like if you put him in a movie right now he could be like he could be moses and like (laughs) like, like, 
I've been alive the whole time. <laughs> Just... Yeah, I think it's like it's the Walter Matha thing of like the big nose, big ears. <laughs> yes. Like just makes him look he looks like my grandma. God, how much better this movie have been I'll do respect to Tommy Lee Jones if Walter Matthau had been alive to play the Colonel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that <would've been> great. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I'm trying to think. Have you seen that thing? It's God, it's killing me. I'm I'm gonna cut this out. This is so stupid. <laughs> I'm describing a meme. I'm such a dad now. But okay. uh it is something I wanna say it is a Harry Potter thing, maybe, or a, no, it's X-Men. I think I think Hugh Jackman is now the age that Ian McKellen was when he played Magneto for the first time. I oh, think that's what really? it is. Yeah. Oh, wow. And this was years ago, so he's actually older than that now. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, wow, man, some people just really age differently. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it was like, if you were old in the late nineties, like you're just going to be old for the rest of your life. But, but now there's like 50 and 60 year old people like Helen Mirren still looks incredible. Yeah. If you told me how Helen Mirren was 48, I might believe it. Mm -hmm. Like she's, <laughs> yeah, she's insane. And then yeah. Joe Pesci is just like, he always looked a little bit older, but now he's just like, he's like turning into a, like a, a golden raisin. He's just, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just getting smaller and more dense. He's just going to be one. He's just going to be a human wrinkle. Like just a, <laughs> fold in on himself and then disappear. <laughs> Yeah, but I was thinking outside of Endgame, just because this franchise made all of these people huge movie stars, I think this is the best, greatest cast in Marvel history. Yeah. You know what? Like, I can't think of one that would top it. That's for certain. And especially as far as, like, getting the most out of their cast, too. Yeah. Because there are some movies where it's, like, it's a pretty good cast, but, like, you look at Ant-Man and the Wasp, it's a great cast, but, like, really, what does Michelle Pfeiffer do other than kind of show up and, like, ooh, but yeah, yeah, this is this is a pretty damn good one. Yeah, yeah. And like we were talking about with Iron Man, like you got Jeff Bridges, you got John Favreau, Gwyneth Paltrow, but Jeff Bridges didn't really commit until halfway through filming the movie, yeah. like by his own admission. <laughs> so the man didn't have a script. I mean Yeah, that's true. He's <laughs> just like so my name is Obadiah Stain. <laughs> okay. No one's going to think I'm the villain, huh? All right. <laughs> Man, I the flagpole scene is is such a great scene, too. Yeah, I love it, too. I love how, like, it, just simple way to establish that, like, Steve's a smart guy. Like, yeah. he's, he hasn't had to, had brute force to rely on. He hasn't had strength reliance. So he's had to get crafty. So, mm -hmm. uh he throws some muscles in that shrimpy little body, and uh, he's a dangerous man. Yeah, <laughs> and and it was good too for like Peggy gaining some respect for him too. He's sure, not yeah, just this little little twerpy dweeb that just gets slapped around all the time. <laughs> oh, come on, guys! Tell us, <laughs> I could do this all day. <laughs> it is funny to me that Tommy Lee Jones' character throughout the entire movie can't get past the fact that they have a super soldier serum that will make any normal person superhuman, and he wants to give it to the guy who's already like jacked and in perfect physical shape. Maybe they didn't quite explain it to him. Maybe they yeah. don't even know what it's going to do. Because like, <laughs> they also seemed like a little bit shocked that like it took Steve and like fortunately. Steve on had on his stretch fit khakis that day, otherwise he'd be completely <laughs> naked. <laughs> but yeah. That's that's for another that's for another part of the podcast. But. 
Yeah, it is funny. I feel like Tommy Lee Jones' interactions with Stanley Tucci's character, there is kind of like a subtle undertone of like science versus old military thinking in a way of like Tommy Lee Jones is so set in his ways he can't see that this is really going to change the world and like this will help this one person but he's still like well we're putting so much money into this we better find the hottest guy I can possibly find <laughs> hot boy come here <laughs> come on son all right doctor you talk me yeah. into it <laughs> plug it into my arm come on <laughs> I'm hotter than all these guys I do love he's like, he's talking about the douche guy who in the beginning called out Agent Carter and he's like, he's clearly our front runner. And then he just throws a grenade and Steve immediately jumps on it. <laughs> like just immediately gets proven wrong. He's like, he's still scrawny and then walks away. <laughs> he's so, so buttered funny. by it. Tommy Lee has all the best one-liners in this movie, like by far. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, when when they're getting ready for the injection, I love the line Stanley Tucci says is, so many people forget that the first country the Nazis invaded was their own. It's such a good, good, great, great line. It's such a good scene, too, with him, like, you know, preparing for the toast and everything like that. And they're just, like, reminding him that the most important thing is his character. Yeah. And that, you know, like, even though like, he's a man of science, he's 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 looking to legitimately help people. Yeah. Which you don't really see that often throughout the Marvel movies. Like, usually people are, like, using science as, like, a form of, like, self-aggrandizement, you know? Yeah, this yeah. This guy legitimately is a good guy trying to help another good guy. So he's, he's a good father figure for him. Yeah. Or even like Maya Hansen in um, Iron Man three who created extremists. She knows it'll change the world in a good way, but is compromising her morals to get to that point. Yeah. Whereas he never did. Yeah. Dude. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, uh, the, he also works in the Red Skull origin story to that whole speech about like, it's all about what's inside, not always remember that you're this scrawny little kid and always stick up for the little guy. Like, I would felt it, like that was such good writing that it, it worked in the Red Skull's origin into that. Maybe there's like a part, like on the cutting room floor where Stanley Tucci's also like, also, it may turn your skin red and make your hair fall out and make your skin fall I think off. you're going to be great. And you may not have a nose after this. Uh, anyway, thank you. Bye. I'm going to drink all this. Bye. Steve, I like you very much. Please remember that the most important nose you have is the one that's in your heart. Because uh, if you want one on your face, you may be, uh, how do they say, shit out of luck. <laughs> if you're good on the inside, you'll be a perfect man in a fighting machine. And if you're bad, you're going to look really fucked up and kind of like a freak. <laughs> you, have you ever looked at the fire engine and thought, I wish that was my skin tone? Because, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I get it. I don't know. Yeah, I, just, I don't know. It's, it's fine. Anyway, I bought this at Trader Joe's. Maybe your skin will be blue. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? It'd be so pretty. Uh, okay. My little Steven. <laughs> All right. Have a good night, you piece of shit. <laughs> and I did like the two shots thing. That was really good. It's like, oh, what am I doing? You you have a surgery tomorrow. You can't be drinking. <laughs> and then at the, during the day, he's like, save me any of that? And he's like, not as much as I should have. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He just got hammered by <laughs> before doing the most important the most... thing of World War II. Like, they've got him hooked up to the entire power grid for Brooklyn. <laughs> and he's like, ooh, I got fucked up. I mean, like, if Einstein got wasted the night before he finished the atomic bomb. <laughs> 
I like when they cut back to so after that they cut back to the Hydra base and you realize that the Red Skull's been keeping track of Stanley Tucci and mm-hmm. and Zola comes off as like such a jealous, needy girlfriend where he's like, <laughs> Why are you still thinking about him? You have me. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I wasn't sure if it was like Zola being like jealous or if it was him like, I don't know, because I feel like Zola kind of knows something's up. He's like, this is cool and all, but uh, <laughs> I think I might be doing the worst things imaginable. So I kind of looked at it like there's a little part of him that's holding out like uh, maybe this guy can do some good and like counteract this lunatic that I've just hitched my wagon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The super soldier scene, just the injection stuff is so good. I love the the car ride with Peggy is mm-hmm. great. And him like, I got beat up in that alley. I got beat up in that alley. <laughs> the old bag and her secret code up top. Man, that was great. Oh yeah. I, I love an old lady with a machine gun. That's yeah. a... I also think this movie kills it with making technology look like it's from 1942, but also way ahead of its time at the same time. Yeah. But not in like a silly way, like, yeah. a, like a, like a steampunky kind of like, Oh, get out of here. Sort of yeah, way. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, it very much looks like it's a product of its time. Like the, the tube, like the, uh, the fancy break apart dildo that he gets into to mm-hmm. become, it does look like something that, someone from the 40s would develop like it it kind of looks like the aesthetic of like how they built ovens in the 60s yes absolutely yeah yeah like it's, a, it's got like it's got like the little oven window for the face up at the yeah. top there. yeah <laughs> and it looks sturdy too like everything uh-huh. that was built back then was very very sturdy it's not like all like you know like glass where you can see everything swirling around like it is right now yeah, yeah yeah and him them trying to shut off the experiment and him screaming i can do this is mm-hmm. was so great and the reveal or he's like, he pops it open and then you just see Chris Evans' beautiful body for the first time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're all, we're all watching and astonished and jacking off. And yeah. Uh, Wait, yeah. What? Huh? Wait, what? What? What'd you, oh, what'd you oh. say? Oh, nothing. It's nothing. No, Don't worry. No. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, I thought you said something. Yeah. It's fine. So. But then he came, came all over the scene in front of you. Yeah. I then... came all over. Yes. <laughs> and that great line of, so how do you feel? And he goes, taller. <laughs> Peggy Peggy reaches out like tries to touch his chest and then stops herself because that would be very improper that uh it's funny you say that that is a bit of trivia I read was that that was a genuine reaction from Haley Atwell because she had not seen Chris Evans physique until then oh really That's... and was was so attracted to him that she like broke character and was gonna touch his chest and then stops it's like oh That's and they amazing. just left it in the movie yeah also what a creep we got out of here. i know <laughs> like, i want to touch your little chest nubs get out of here hr violation agent <laughs> carter report to hr please Jeez, yeah. <laughs> oh man and then uh, that perfect moment was ruined by and this is such an obscure reference but i can't believe stanley tucci was killed by liz lemon's agent <laughs> that is very obscure <laughs> that guy that guy booched the tooch uh, <laughs> a real german tooch boochers up on stage yeah. and then the chase scene is so good i love the way new york is lit in it it was like i don't know if it's early in the morning or sunset but it's just everything is like orange on the yeah. building and it looks it's got that so postcard good. kind of look to it yeah, I do like that Steve is like so clumsy in his new body that he just falls through like a bridal shop. <laughs> it's amazing too how like he's running barefoot the whole time too. Yeah. That's uh that's a nice little touch. 
Um, then there's the part where the uh, the Hydra guy kidnaps the little kid. Um, this is, I looked this up. And apparently, um, in New York City, you could kidnap a ginger without repercussion. Um, that until is 1958. true. So that was like the worst <laughs> thing. It's the best thing he could have done for himself. Uh, the part where he, he threw the kid in the water was tr- problematic because giving a ginger a bath was uh, punishable by up to five years in prison. So, uh, <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I did like the kid is such like a 40s kid. As soon as Steve goes to check on him, he's like, it's okay, mister. I can swim. <laughs> <laughs> they should have cut back to that kid like after everything was done. <laughs> like, mister, you coming back? <laughs> I swim, but I can't get out, Mister. <laughs> mister, this, there's no ladder, Mister. <laughs> Here's the one thing about that that I have a problem with is I fully buy into Steve Rogers can run at super speed, mm-hmm. has the strength to stop a helicopter from taking off, but mm-hmm. super speed swimming. That's a bridge too far for you, huh? Well, it's just unusual because, like, it doesn't translate. You can be as fast as you can possibly be on the ground. It doesn't mean you can also swim as fast as you possibly can. Like, <laughs> like I looked this up because I was thinking about it. The fastest person ever to swim is is Michael Phelps did the 200 meters going 4.7 miles per hour. Mm. And Which Captain America nothing. swam at least 30 to 40 miles an hour to catch up with that submarine. Maybe he was like flipping his feet really fast. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, I can't really see. It's just straight like a torpedo. Like <laughs> kids. It's just farting and like, <laughs> like Dr. Evil's ship. <laughs> I just love how like that's the one thing you're like. Well, I can't stay in this movie. Unbelievable, like, Marvel. <laughs> you're fine with everything else up until this everything point. else. Yeah, <laughs> aliens. Oh, uh, guy's swimming way too fast. As guardian gods being real and giving us a gift. <laughs> All of it. It makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah, the point. I remember the uh, first time I watched the movie. The submarine took off, and I was just like, "Well, I guess he'll never catch." him and then he caught up to him swimming and i was like what really all right (laughs) i i also read that actor they could only do like two takes of the water coming into the submarine because that guy was was terrified of drowning oh man like he had hydrophobia so they only got two takes out of him and i thought he i thought he did great he did do great. I mean, he seemed like a man who was terrified of drowning. So they, <laughs> yeah, they, they, sure Cast the right guy. <laughs> How desperate was that guy for a job? They're like, well, there's three scenes, and uh, oh, all right, I got to shoot a guy. Okay, I'm like, uh, all right, cool. Uh, oh, can <laughs> have a kid. No problem with that. <laughs> yeah, great. I've done that. That's fine. <laughs> and then he he does the classic, rips the tooth out, and bites the cyanide cap. And mm-hmm. it made me think, how many how many times do you think Hydra agents bit something wrong and accidentally killed themselves? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know how like those hot dogs have like hard parts in them sometimes? <laughs> Just like, oh, nine. <laughs> we have decided to cancel the corn on the cob day at Hydra. <laughs> Like Schmidt just has like a big bowl of peanut brittle on his desk. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think that's why uh, why Zola turns down the steak later because he's like, nope, <laughs> only soft puddings for me. 
I uh, have a comment about the stick too. In good time. In good time. Okay. Good, good, good. <laughs> yeah, then we get to the Hydra Nazi square off scene. I like, oh, here's something. I like that he, that Red Skull quietly counts the men, like while he's oh, yeah. doing a speech. He's like, uh, two, three, four. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that the first couple times I saw the movie. Only same. noticed it this time. It's so <laughs> yeah, great. <same. laughs> and once again, to point out, Zola is horrified that they're breaking away from the traditional Nazi army. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, can't we just stay and kill millions of Jews like they do? Like he's a man of character. All right, <laughs> that's <laughs> true. You're right. <laughs> oh, you look at him. I mean, obviously, he's part of the master race. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The epitome of a perfect man. <laughs> and then here's another thing that is it's so wild is that Tommy Lee Jones in the next scene, he's talking to the senator and he goes, How did a Nazi spy get a ride from you in your car? And then immediately doesn't wait for a response and goes, Ah, so what's this thing here? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get like my the, shit in. The <laughs> most important question is how did a Nazi infiltrate the most secret thing our government has ever done? And he interrupts it with, oh, what's this shiny new toy we got? <laughs> and then he once again witnesses Steve Rogers in action doing incredible things, super speed swimming, which is bullshit, and mm. super running. And and then just looks at him and goes, I have no use for you. Like, yeah, yeah, you're gonna go be a chorus girl now. Yeah. <laughs> they spent those millions of dollars to do this experiment to create this super soldier. He has him, and then he's like, I I don't want you. Yeah, no use for him whatsoever. Yeah. Like, they just send him out to sell bonds. That's it. He was just yeah. like, I wanted a whole army of you, not just one yeah. of you. It's like, yeah. honestly, like, he should have been in a lab the whole time. Then, right. Like, like, trying to take his blood and, like, extract whatever that goop was. But mm-hmm. no. Yeah, I have, no, I have no use for you in a war going up against an army that is led by another super soldier. <laughs> uh, I do like the USO angle, though that he just has to hold it out and and do this and it it helps like tie in the original comic book cover yes he gets uh, he gets to punch hitler he gets over punch 200 hitler. times um. yes <laughs> they did i noticed that they did use the original comic book cover but they had to edit out bucky because bucky's in the comics oh, was always a little bucky kid was... okay okay mm-hmm. so but they got to work in the the comic book cover. They established that there are Captain America comics. He got mm-hmm. to have the old school shield, which I really appreciated too. That that was yeah. like probably one of my favorite nods to um, the fifties cap is they got to have him with you know that wacky you know yeah. like whatever that thing is that <laughs> mutual of Omaha looking <laughs> shield, <laughs> the family crest shield. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and the song "Star Spangled Man" too is just so great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think my other favorite part about that too is that, like, you know, Steve is like up there, like he's such, he's still a shy guy. Mm-hmm. He didn't suddenly become this outgoing, confident person just because he got the super soldier serum. Like he had to practice. He had to go do some open yeah. mics and get used mm-hmm. to like holding people's attention and like smiling and you know like projecting his voice and becoming an actor, which made him a better leader later on. But I thought yeah. that was so great. I think that montage is a better example of how to become a stand-up comic than any movie about stand-up comedy. 
Because I love that it starts out, he has no idea what he's doing. He's got the notes taped to the back of the shield. Mm -hmm. And by the and you gradually see him get more and more confident in it to the point where he likes it. Mm hmm. And then he goes and does a does a gig for the soldiers and bombs so and bombs hard. his ass off. Yeah. <laughs> that is, I, I think that is probably the most nightmare gig I can possibly imagine. <laughs> that that scene should have been called Third Show Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> that was like that. That made me sweat watching that scene. Okay. <laughs> been there brother <laughs> i was waiting to hear dave waits laugh from the back of the room like, ah! <laughs> like, like... zelda boy <laughs> oh shit you're bombing dog <laughs> <laughs> i still think of and this is a side note that anyone who doesn't know dave no wait is not gonna like but um, <laughs> i always think of that when dave hosted zen and now as a little coffee shop show and then there was one week where only four people showed showed up in the crowd and Dave went on in the middle, did 15 minutes and walked two of them. <laughs> <laughs> so the rest of the people had to perform for two people. <laughs> oh man. I remember David gets so bad. We were like, oh, this is my show. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm bombing. Come on. <laughs> Come on, y'all. <laughs> and then Tommy Lee Jones again, he goes, I have so little faith in you as a super soldier that I'm going to tell you exactly where your friend is and just turn my back and see what happens. It's like, here's a map. Here's all the information you need. We're done here. And <laughs> <laughs> just turns around. He's like, maybe, all right. Maybe he was finally deciding to get down to the mystery six months later of how that Nazi got in the car. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What was I meaning to do? Oh, God. Oh. I got to take better notes. <laughs> what if this whole movie was just about Tommy Lee Jones finding out he has adult ADHD? <laughs> I'll tell you what, that should be like one of those like Marvel special presentations. Just mm -hmm. <laughs> connects into nothing. Yeah. It illuminates nothing. <laughs> it introduces no characters that ever come back. Yeah. It's just. Tommy Lee Jones' journey of self-discovery. <laughs> a 76-year-old man with ADHD. I do like um, when he goes to save him that all the Hydra soldiers wear head-to-toe dominatrix gear. I think that's pretty cool. Yes. Probably, <laughs> they have to smell really bad at the end of the oh, day, right? Like they're taking yeah. that off. It's just a zip. It's just like the green stink lines from the cartoons coming off everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Mike, I have a question for you about this next scene. Mm -hmm. Dum Dum Dugan. Yes. Great name or the greatest name? I'm going with the greatest name. You got it, my buddy. <laughs> I mean, he's also got the best mustache and hat game in the Marvel yeah. Universe. Yeah. <laughs> he's dumb, dumb Duke. <laughs> God, I don't know why I didn't write it down, but Chris Evans and, and Bucky... Captain Bucky's like dialogue there is so f funny in that scene it's funnier than like any other time until like later in the franchise that they are with each other because mm -hmm. it's the first like role reversal of Bucky being the little guy yeah Bucky's he the wakes, damsel in distress essentially yeah. <laughs> and he wakes up so confused he's like what he's like still drugged he's like what who the hell are you <laughs> <Eve>? <laughs> it's also Steve's first time in real combat too which is crazy 
Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like other than other than the Hydra thing. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, second time in real combat. Before he was just trying to chase a guy down. This time he's like, hey, I'm going to break into an army base, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, break out an entire brigade. Okay, sure. <laughs> also, I guess I didn't. I picked up on it, but I didn't think about it until now. Is when the Red Skull is watching Captain America fight through all the people. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. It doesn't show like super strength or anything. It's just a guy fighting a bunch of other guys. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was weird watching it, but now I'm thinking that he is holding back so much because he knows how strong he is that he is just doesn't know how to fight yet. Mm, yeah, like he's still figuring it out. Like yeah, what his, what his rhythms are and like what his limits are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it doesn't seem like he's been doing much training over like yeah. the last year, just <laughs> other than you know pantomime knocking out hitler (laughs) and drawing monkeys with uh, captain america on captain america shockingly good artist great artist yeah that's a great picture i want a a steve rogers original picture yeah i I love the the self-destruct buttons have the timers with the flicking numbers oh that's cool yeah the old school clock thing i do love that red skull when they face off like across the factory and he goes uh ersag won't admit that i was his greatest creation and then he rips off his mask to to show a deformed face (laughs) he's like i was perfect look at me I wrote that down too because it's like there's the uh, the part where he's like, "We need to embrace it proudly without fear." But it's like he's been wearing a mask for like literally half the movie, including yeah. this entire attack. So it's like I like that as a, a way of showing that like the skull's completely detached from reality, and he's just yeah, like a yeah. hypocrite on top of everything else. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have thrown that mask away though. That thing had to be pretty expensive. It had I'd to keep have been. It, I'd keep it in case I don't know. You want to go. A little Caesars or something like that. Just <laughs> yeah. Pick up your bad zony without getting <laughs> not getting recognized. Yeah, because that that form fit on his face to to portray all his emotions. Yeah, so that's like that's an Ethan Hunt level Mission Impossible mask. Mm-hmm. You think Zola made him that mask? I, I'm sure he did. Yeah. Okay. God, okay. I, I just picture Zola like, oh come on, man. <laughs> it's like I worked hard on that thing. But I made you that. <laughs> <laughs> The part where uh, basically the skull is like, here, you drive the car. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, not the scratch. <laughs> I do love when he rips the mask off. He does like a, a almost like a hair flutter thing. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's just like, a, oh, I can't breathe in that thing. I think maybe that's what it is. So then we cut to the scene back to where they're at the base camp. And now Tommy Lee Jones is mad at Agent Carter for helping a man he didn't believe in and thinks he died trying to save his man. Like he's, I didn't get why he was like, he was like, you're going to be facing charges for this. Because it's Tommy Lee Jones. He has to be mad about something at all times. (laughs) That's like, that's that's his defining personality trait. He's never like, I had a great breakfast and things are going okay. He's (laughs) he's just constantly mad. Yep. And then here comes old Cappy America with all of his boys. It's a little surprising that like, it was that easy to bring an entire brigade of people like just sneaking up on their army base like yeah. really was, that somebody hadn't radioed in I'm like, yeah, like, like 15 miles away there's a, <laughs> literally dozens of our soldiers yeah, that's <laughs> true. Like, oh, wait what <laughs> humming, humming, humming. also i forget the amount of time i think you said it's been three days i don't remember I should. I just watched that part this morning. But yeah. <laughs> like three days of margin. That's another thing where I wish like Peggy walked up to him. She's like, 
congrats to- oh, oh my god you smell like shit this <laughs> <laughs> is like kissing him with a clothespin on her nose Steve <laughs> I'm so glad to see you <laughs> yeah. and then after all of that is finally when Tommy Lee Jones is like okay you can be in the army now <laughs> he's like I, I volunteer myself up for disciplinary action he's like that won't be necessary soldier and then then he's in. That's all it took. Just remember, that's all it ever takes to get Tommy Lee Jones to believe in you. It's <laughs> yes. to go behind enemy lines <laughs> and single-handedly free a hundred prisoners of war and destroy a factory. <laughs> that's it. Interesting fact. Tommy Lee Jones didn't have any lines in this movie. He just, <laughs> was, <laughs> he just really was a colonel. And they just yeah. brought him in. <laughs> He's just reacting in real time to everything that was That's happening. True. Yeah. And I, I did love that Captain America ditched the medal ceremony because he didn't really think he deserved it. Yeah. And uh, it's a great nod to uh, Iron Man missing his award ceremonies, too. Yeah. But for like completely different reasons, which is also yeah. nice. I, mm-hmm. I love all the comparisons that they have in in these movies in between Steve and uh, and Tony, like even yeah. the uh, the Stark Expo at the beginning, mirroring the fact that Iron Man two had the Stark Expo in the beginning of it too. Like there are a lot of yeah. parallels between the two, which are just uh, really mm-hmm. really good. Oh yeah, we kind of glazed over it, but I think of this whole cast, I think the weakest character is Howard Stark. What don't you like about Howard? I thought he I thought he was okay. I just my my. Only thing I didn't like about him was I felt like he didn't look enough like later Tony Stark, or I'm sorry, later Howard Stark, the guy from Mad Men. Yeah, um, yeah. He just like, I mean, that's one of those cases where it's like this is very much a different actor. Like, yeah. like, like, yeah, this is, like this is the multiverse Howard Stark that came in. Like, I don't know. I never thought about that before, but yeah, they filmed Iron Man two first, so they knew who the actor was going to be. Yeah. yeah, I I didn't. Oh, I don't know. I think part of it's in the writing. He just comes off as a sleaze bag because it is young Howard Stark, um, mm-hmm. and just he didn't he didn't do much for me with what yeah. he had. He didn't pop. It was just like oh, that's Howard Stark. Yeah, he was a he was okay. Um, I didn't love him. I'll put it that way. He was he was if if I was going to recast one person from the movie, I think he would be one of them. I would have also picked a guy with a gruffer voice to play Dum Dum Dugan because I feel yeah. like that guy should have had a way wackier accent than he did. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, not to go off on a tangent, but did you ever watch that Peggy Carter TV show? Yeah. That came out of this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought he was kind of like mm, on that one too. Not a great show by any stretch no. of imagination. Like it was, it was kind of acceptable yet kind of not. But yeah, uh, yeah. It, didn't really, it didn't really stick out on that one either. Oh, in the award ceremony, we do get our Stan Lee cameo. <laughs> yes we do <laughs> i thought he'd be taller <laughs> i'm down for stanley covered with medals anytime we can get it yeah <laughs> <laughs> also um, another piece of trivia was that the guy next to stanley in his cameo played captain america in the 1979 movie captain america that's so cool yeah <laughs> oh that's awesome I didn't even realize that guy was anybody. That's great. Yeah, and and the original writer of Captain America, I think it was I forget their name, but he the, he was offered that cameo and he turned it down and then like regretted it immediately and then died within five months of the movie coming out. 
Oh, dear God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then we get to the part He died where... before Stan Lee did. That's pretty... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. That is crazy. And we get to the part where Agent Carter shows up in that sexy red dress mm-hmm. uh, just to tell them all that they have to show up to work at 8 a.m. tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> She walks in, goes, <laughs> goes, show up at 0800, and then just walks right out. Does that soften the blow at all? Do, do you think she was she someplace else before that wearing the dress? And she's like, ah, I gotta go do this. Or did she just put so. on the red dress? I just imagine to, like... her just putting it on just to show off to Steve and then leaving. Peggy's the best. She is the best. When I was watching it this time, uh, did you watch? You watched She She Hulk, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. I was trying to clock the girl that they said that Steve lost his virginity to. Was it the the lady who kissed him in the filing cabinet scene, or was it a USO woman? I think I. Gosh, I'm just guessing here. I think he lost it in the USO. Yeah. It'd be kind of crazy if he didn't lose it in the USO, frankly. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> Especially because, like, it seemed like, I don't think he, he wasn't turning down that kiss exactly, yeah. but he knew it was risky business. Right, With right. literally the one lady he wanted to bang, his forever bang, just uh, mm-hmm. right around the corner there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we get to the shield maybe, scene. Maybe he lost it to Hitler. I mean, look, they didn't. Oh, yeah. He could have lost it to Hitler. <laughs> Like, like Hitler's like, you know, his hair looks like it's all slicked back, but like he just throws it out and it's like a red skull. It's like, <laughs> it's like <laughs> a Hitler, beautiful mane. Hitler shows up in, uh, in Peggy's red dress. <laughs> Steve quits punching and starts pounding. Just... <laughs> it could happen. <laughs> Yeah, and then we we get introduced to the shields. I like the uh, Howard has like three of the worst designs of shields, and then he's just like under the table. He's like, "What's this one?" He's like, "Ah, you don't want that." Yeah, <laughs> just just the perfect aerodynamic made of the rarest metal on earth. <laughs> That's indestructible. The uh, the original shields they look to me like mini versions of his uh, his space dildo that he was in when he yeah. transformed. Yeah, they kind of did. I mean, that's all Howard Stark can design. <laughs> like, yeah. or all that he's like confident designing. It's just weird, weird space dildos. <laughs> uh, and I love when they show Captain America's tactical uniform. Hmm. It's such a great cross between like a, a superhero costume and practical. Mm-hmm. And also, I think a lot of people would probably have a problem with him wearing red white and blue in the army but i think that's the point of captain america is to bring all the attention to himself to protect the rest of the troops yeah he's like um he's weird and then he's like a leader and a mascot at the same yeah. time in the best mm-hmm. way he's 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 like the human flag and yeah. uh like steve's like such a, a good guy and like such a man of character that like you can't even be mad at him for doing it like yeah yeah <laughs> he's trying to raise your morale instead of raising his own profile you know yeah, but then here we go. Here once again in the cap montage, we get a superhero that has a pocket photo of a girl he is not dating, and it's caught on film. Which yeah, <laughs> it's not like somebody was fooling around and taking a video on their phone. You right. had to like, you knew someone was filming you <laughs> like, back in those days because they're like turning a crank to get yeah, like right next to you. <laughs> do you think that? Uh, do you think that Peggy was like? I know she looked flattered, but do you think there's a part where it was like, 
yo, this dude. Yeah, that's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> like a fondue with Howard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is funny that Steve thought fondue was like a code for fucking. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you just go fondue with him? And, and, and then, someone's like, that's a, that's a cheese dip. <laughs> And that they'd be like so open about it (laughs) that they'd be like talking about it on an airplane, like in front of their coworker. They're just gonna go hang out and have sex. (laughs) Now we're at the uh, the train scene, which I love. Getting onto this train is so cool, like the zip line timing it up thing. Mm -hmm. It just every time I watch it now, even though he comes back, it's like oh. God, we're going to lose Bucky. Yeah, this one's a real kick in the teeth. Yeah. Um, cool scene, though. I, I love how, I mean, it's it, it feels very video gamey, how there's like, you know, basically like super powered, like portly Hydra guys with like, you know, double <laughs> double cannons, big Mandalorian looking cannons like mm-hmm. running around on there. But uh, yeah, I love the whole scene. Um, yeah. Like if they were going to turn this, any of these like franchise scenes into a video game, this is the one that feels the most like it would like translate pretty easily. Yeah, I feel it does feel a lot like um, a Goldeneye level. Yes, like being yes. on a train and mm-hmm. and shooting between boxes. Mm-hmm. And then I love that Steve hits the one the giant box and it goes through and hits the guy on the uh, the double fisting guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, was that his, was that his technical name? <laughs> yes, yes, that's name what like, he is in the credits. The double oh, fisting double guy. fisting guy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. Well, I'll take yeah. your word for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. Hey, did you see who signed an autographs at the convention? Double guy. <laughs> and then right before Bucky gets out, he picks up the shield and it's a reference to Bucky being Captain America in the comics for a while, mm-hmm. which I was never into the Cap comics before these movies, but these movies got me into them and they are fantastic. What's your favorite run of the Cap comics? I think the Ed Brubaker, he did Winter Soldier, which is, I mean, considered one of the best of all time. That whole mm-hmm. run into Bucky becoming Captain America is really, really good. Uh, it's a toss-up between that and the Rick Remender series, which is somewhat newer. But it's about Captain following a tip that Zola is like has a secret base in New York, and he gets he gets sucked into this alternate dimension and ends up spending 14 years there. Oh God. Um, and <laughs> yeah. And like has a son and raises a son and then his son dies in front of him and then has to go back to the real world and only seven minutes in the real world has passed. So everyone else didn't even know he was gone. And he has like this incredible grief that he just has to hide and just go back to being an Avenger. And uh, it's just really, really good. Wow. Yeah. I got to, that sounds terrifying and sad. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <like to> read. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> That's what I, yeah, Rick Remender is is my favorite comic book writer because he he just writes so dark. I'm writing that down. Rick yeah. Remender. Right. He also does a Venom run with Agent Venom, which is uh, Flash Thompson becomes Venom, and he's like a, a government agent. Mm-hmm. special ops who takes out you know people and it's really good and so dark okay i like that yeah. i feel like the marvel guys never go quite as dark as dc is willing to oh. so it's uh it's exciting oh no <laughs> this no. Is, okay great because they only gave him like shitty d 
characters from mm-hmm. Spider-Man. So he took Jack Lantern, which is a ripoff of Green Goblin mm-hmm. and the Scarecrow mixed together, and he just makes him this like diabolical guy who will just he's a serial killer who hollows out their skulls and puts a candle inside like a jack lantern oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) well jesus christ Um, yeah i'm gonna gonna, i look forward to reading this when i feel like being sad for a while (laughs) (laughs) oh that's the that that is the tip of the iceberg that's 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 as as friendly as it gets huh (laughs) yeah and then it It gets weird (laughs) yeah yeah it deals a lot with like flash being an alcoholic and struggling with that and his relationship with his dad and like the suit in itself becomes an addiction it's Mm. it's really really good Okay, Rick Remender. I'm going to pick up a trade. Yeah. And cover it with my tears, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's great. Uh, yeah, then we lose Bucky. And I got to say, of the Howling Commandos, uh, one of them only speaks French, and there's another one that is the only guy that can translate French. So I think losing Bucky is kind of a win, you know, because <laughs> they could lose that translator and then just have no idea what the French guy's saying, and then they're just down two. Man, you really got to trust that translator, too. Who, <laughs> yeah. knows, who knows what he's telling him? <laughs> Man, they said you smell like croissants. (laughs) 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 I did love uh, when Skull is addressing the entire Hydra army. Mm-hmm. It is so funny that the that he's drinking white wine. It's like the, <laughs> the most <laughs> effeminate choice of a drink. I mean, look, it's come on, man. It's a work party, you know. You don't want to yeah. get too. <laughs> you don't want to tie on too much. You know, he's got a he's, he's got a reputation to uphold here. <laughs> oh, that made me laugh so much. It's like the most diabolical character in history, and he's just. <laughs> casually having a sip on white wine (laughs) and then right in the next scene captain america's motorcycle is so cool yes i wish uh we'd gotten more of cap's motorcycle i know yeah me too and then he just immediately blows it up (laughs) (laughs) but it's got all the james bond tricks on it that like shoots fire and all that stuff and then i like that he can put his shield in the front to Mm. deflect like oncoming hits i wish that uh it's it's kind of weird like if Disney Plus had been around when this movie originally came out, I feel like we would have um, gotten like a Howling Commandos Disney Plus show. Oh, and yeah. At least like a couple more, you know, like random cap adventures in World War II. Like I mm-hmm. like the quick fun and games approach that they took with it. I wish they, this is a selfish part of me. I wish they could have spent a little bit more time in that world, but it's like, oh. yeah. Every time I see these guys, I'm just like, oh man, the fun they must have had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it would be great to see that. And I guess originally they planned to one of the Howling Commandos was going to be James Howlett, which is uh, Wolverine, but they couldn't get the rights, obviously. Oh, wow. Okay. Because I think in the comics, he was one of the Howling Commandos. Wow. What what if... What if that's the dumb, dumb Dugan actor is who plays? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he was dumb, dumb Logan the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's the French guy? Oh, they got to bring back the French guy to play oh, Wolverine because yeah. <laughs> he's Canadian. He could be French Canadian. Yeah. Like you there don't feel he's actually from France. That's true. You know what I was thinking for the first time watching this movie is that all their guns are powered by the Tesseract, which is a space stone 
that teleports people. So I'm wondering if the guns don't disintegrate people. They just they're just teleporting people to. Oh God, yeah. That other place in space. There's just random Nazis showing up all the time. Like, why the fuck are these people coming here? So is that like what happens on on uh, what was it Boromir in Yeah uh, <laughs> in Endgame? <laughs> we finally see the skull again. Like he's just like depressed because he's been like spending you know seventy plus years with people he transported to like a desolate death planet. <laughs> like, everybody's just been mad at him for 70 years. Like, <laughs> you fucker. What's up, what's up red dick? <laughs> like, uh, said I was sorry. I did love that they drove the his car that he loved so much to catch up with his plane. Mm-hmm. That, sick car, by the way. That's uh, I'm not even a car sick. guy. I really want mm-hmm. the Red Skull's car. I kind of want it more than the uh, than the Robert Pattinson Batmobile at this point. Yeah, yeah. They, I was reading into it. They, they had to build custom build that car because it's so long that they mm-hmm. they built it on a tractor trailer frame. Oh wow! And then after they built it, it was so heavy. They were gonna drive it in the movie for real, but it was so impractical to drive because it it makes it like the turning radius is so shitty because it's so big <laughs> that it just made it impossible to drive so, like, every time he tries to make like a turn it just <laughs> crash <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been way better i, don't I know it, it looks it, cool it, it, it tight turns like in yeah. <laughs> i really want to give it up for um the red skulls fit in that final fight scene i mean like honestly red skull like he had like he was looking pretty he was looking pretty hype beastie in that. He yeah. had like the he had the silk shirt, um, mm-hmm. like like open halfway down, black suspenders. Like I'm, he was looking real cool in that fight scene. I was like, yeah. I mean, honestly, for style points alone, Red Skull won that fight. But, <laughs> yeah, sure. Here we go, Cody. Cody loving on Nazis again. Listen, I'm just saying they got a good sense. <laughs> Great ideas. Good sense. No. Oh, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, no, no. No. Oh, also a bit of trivia I read was that um when Tommy Lee Jones hits the button mm-hmm. on the the red button on the thing, it's a nod to Men in Black. Oh, sh- oh, that's right. Okay. And and even in in German around it it says never press this button, which is the exact same thing it said and <laughs> that's fantastic i did i love the escape pod scene where he uh he jumps on the leaving escape pod to stop it and then just crashes it back into the ship he was just on Mm -hmm. i thought that was great also that space pod escape pod kind of adorable it was Mm -hmm. so little and cute now it was yeah it it (laughs) looked like a a in the back yeah, it looked like a baby submarine or like yeah. uh, or like an actual baby toy. Like if you're like, it's an airplane and like the baby's like playing with it in the tub or something. Yeah, it looks like a bath toy. And then uh, I love the Red Skull weightless fight scene. That was good, too. Yeah, that was very cool. Um, I, You know, this, this is the one thing that's like kind of driven me a little bit crazy about the movie ever since the first time I saw it. I wish they had, if I had changed one thing about it, I think I would have made it feel a little more conclusive that Cap won the fight. Yeah. Because it felt it felt very much like yes, Cap did a thing that led to the Red Skull doing something that zapped him off to Boromir, as it finds mm-hmm. out. But it didn't feel like a hard win. It felt very much like a stalemate. Like oh, I guess they're gonna bring him back in a later movie and have the big fight, 
And then about like six movies later, I was like, oh, I am I'm, never going to happen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was really, really good. And I, and I love the fact that he got zapped away. But and then Steve had to make that, you know, horrible choice. But I just that, this, my, this is my one nagging thing. I wish it had been like, you know, Steve just beat his ass a little bit more and conclusively won. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And in the other movies, Steve just gets his ass beat in the fights. And this was so fast. <laughs> It was so yeah. like, it was just like they were equal measures, punch for punch. And then just, he gets sucked away in space. Yeah. it was like, oh, uh, I guess I have to kill myself now. To... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it yeah. didn't feel like a win at all. It felt like no. a series of losses at the end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to your point, like Red Skull is a big part of the comics and for him to just completely disappear from the from the series until a slight yeah. nod in Endgame is disappointing. I did love how... I, I loved that they brought him back in Endgame. Yeah. And I loved how they brought him. That was the part of the movie that truly shocked me. Like when mm -hmm. he showed up, like I, I gasped. I was one of those in the theater. <laughs> um, yeah. I, was, I was more shocked <gasps> at the time because I thought that, yeah. Did you clutch your pearls? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like I, I, grabbed, <laughs> I grabbed my bosoms. Yeah. And then I, <laughs> I collapsed onto my 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 fainting couch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, I was even surprised too because when he showed up again, because I thought, I had heard Hugo Weaving said he had zero interest in ever playing the skull again. And I was like, how did they get back Hugo Weaving? This is crazy. And then it was the dude from, they didn't. from Lost. Yeah, they did not. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just got a rando. But uh... yeah. Here's something I noticed this time is that Steve goes, uh, I got to put it in the water. I'm in the middle of nowhere. If I wait any longer, a lot of people are going to die. When they show the radar, you see land over. I'm pretty sure he's like just off the coast of Iceland. <laughs> so he's, he's out in the middle of nowhere. He's like, I just don't want to fuck up America. <laughs> Unless they have like a high tech radar that picks up glaciers, which I don't think they do. <laughs> like icebergs. Maybe Steve, maybe Steve is just like, He's just like that old school, you know, 40s and 50s racist against yeah. like Ice Iceland. <laughs> like for some yeah. reason, it's like, there's no people. It's just, it's just Iceland. <laughs> uh, yeah, get out of here, whale breath. <laughs> whale breath. <laughs> Here's another slight critique of when they cut to him waking up in present day new york why would they go through the trouble of finding an old broadcast and not get the date right like i love that's the moment that he realizes like immediately that everything's fake but you're gonna find a recorded broadcast from the 40s and you're gonna pick the one date that he could possibly be there at <laughs> music like just yeah. just a night just a couple of nice songs like mm -hmm. a little, little instrumental ditty or something like that for him to wake yeah. up to <laughs> yeah. like a freaking dodgers game like it's just <laughs> i'd be pretty weirded out too if i woke up to baseball i don't know just yeah <laughs> yeah same <laughs> who broke into my home <laughs> how hot was that nurse she was pretty hot she should have. She should have gotten a spinoff. Yeah, <laughs> hot nurse, hot nurse. Yeah, I love the character of Cap Captain America, and but as a comic, I want to see a more accurate version because even if Steve was this great man who respected everybody, he was still from a different time with a different vernacular. Mm -hmm. 
So I wanted to see him like as soon as he wakes up and he sees Nick Flair at Fury and he's like, oh, so we all answered to the colored guy? That's great. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you got dames in charge too. This is, this is, this is neat. Especially walking around New York City today and be like, good Lord. What is that? that fella's dressed like a lady. Well, that lady has the bone structure of a fella. What's going on here? Well, good for you, sir or ma'am. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> you, th- you think like Fury and like Cap had like a lot of conversations where Nick was just like Cap. I know you've been out for a long time, but you can't use those words um, yeah. around <laughs> me or um, really anyone. <laughs> no, please don't say Kraut anymore. Yes. Not- <laughs> please don't tell Agent Wu that he is a quote-unquote delightful Jap. <laughs> you got it, fella. <laughs> and that was it. The after the credit scene is kind of a jip because it's just uh, an Avengers trailer. But that was the first look we got at Avengers, right? Was it, it the, was a, the release of that, the trailer? I, I think that was it. I think that was the first real glimpse we had. And I remember I was so excited when it happened, like just seeing these characters interacting. But uh, gosh, uh, like really watching that teaser, it is. It's uh, bad. It is. I mean, <laughs> it looks like it's like Avengers. It's like written by Aaron Sorkin. It's just like a lot <laughs> yeah. of like, like, sitting around and like. Zero <laughs> action. It's all of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The biggest action is like low key under arrest and like getting yeah. marched into something. And then like everything else is people standing around tables and like Tony taps Thor's arm. Yeah, it's <laughs> like he's like, you can swing a hammer and then it just doesn't show that fight. It's just a reference to it. Yeah, it, it shows Thor throwing the hammer. But yeah, you never get, oh, to, yeah. You get to see Hulk. You get to mm-hmm. see like a cabin and like a little bit of green light and you can see Bruce kind of looking all hulky. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, you, you see nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like it looked like it was part of like the CW DC shows. Like <laughs> yeah. that is, I I remember. I feel like the actual trailer for the Avengers. If you go back and watch it now, it is it is such a like early two thousands, late nineties trailer of like it has like that fast paced techno playing mm-hmm. and it's like they're finally assembling <laughs> yeah it even had one of those taglines that like some assembly required yeah <laughs> Ooh. and yeah that was it so what do you think kid um i think i loved it i think i still love it it's uh it's one of my favorite i don't again not in my top five but it is in my six through ten of yeah. favorite mcu movies and probably in my six through ten of like overall superhero movies too so good yeah and it is like like we said like probably my least favorite captain america movie but winter soldier is probably my favorite superhero movie ever and yeah civil war is just so good and crowd-pleasing and a great movie too so it's hard to compete with those it's only not top because it's got like two of the best sequels (laughs) right period like yeah (laughs) um yeah yeah i loved it and uh and every time i watch it for that reason i'm like oh shit i forgot how great this movie is yeah i loved it and uh i'm glad we watched it this was uh me too i'm glad you picked it no problem buddy this is uh (laughs) this is definitely better than uh my last pick what was my last pick Oh, it was oh Hellboy. the new Hellboy. Hellboy, Hellboy <laughs> yeah. reboot, yeah. So I felt like I had to get us back on track. So. Yeah, okay. All right. So, buddy, uh, you're thinking uh, 
perfect uh, cast or Hulk smash? Perfect cast with the exception of Howard. But I mean, like we said, he doesn't really have much to do. So yeah. it's not a loss. It's, it's not like he ruins his scenes. He's just he's just present. You know, he's not. Yes. He's he doesn't not take it to the next level. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, perfect cast. It's one of the most insane casts of of any comic book movie that they got. Tommy Lee Jones and uh, Hugo Weaving and all of these great, great actors. And the uh, the greatness of Haley Atwell too. You can never yeah. uh, ah such a babe. I'm such a Haley uh, yeah. Atwell crush. Same. And and I hate that Agent Carter wasn't better. And I loved her in uh, Multiverse of Madness as as the alternate universe Captain Carter. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Um, what else was she in, too? She, she was in something else, too, where they were, it was like early S.H.I.E.L.D. Was it? Uh... Yeah, Ant-Man. Um, yes, yes, Ant-Man, when they had like the early S.H.I.E.L.D., when uh, they were going back and showing Hank Pym. Um, yeah. Yeah, she's great in everything she does with the MCU. And she is, yeah. She's even great in, uh, if, if you haven't watched uh, What If yet on Disney+, Plus, mm-hmm. um, she's great in that as well. As yeah. Captain Carter. So yeah, yeah. And before we go, I got some trivia for you. So the director is Joe Johnston, and in the beginning, what I loved about it was really smart on Marvel's part. So Phase One is all really established directors and lesser known casts. Hmm. So like Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, everyone but Robert Downey Jr. were somewhat unknown before. But this movie. Joe Johnston is not, this is the one exception, because before this, he directed Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, The Rocketeer, October Sky, Jurassic Park 5, 3, Jurassic Park 3, and then Hidalgo, and then right before this one, which is usually they booked the director off the last movie they did, the last movie he did before this was The Wolfman. Oh, that, oh, the one with Benicio Del Toro? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that movie was horrible. I know. So oh. I felt like it was such a huge gamble that paid off that they they directed him. Yeah, um, I mean, because I remembered, I remembered Rocketeer. That was the one that everybody always brought up. Like, because I really enjoyed the Rocketeer. I thought it was very good. Um, mm-hmm. Jurassic, but yeah, he's he's very hit or miss. Like, Honey, I yeah. Shrunk the Kids is, I mean, that movie is one of my all-time favorites and it still holds up. Uh, we watched yeah. it with, my stepdaughter about two years ago, and she loved it. Um, okay. but yeah, there's some there's some real trash in there. Jurassic Park three was a bad bad movie. The Wolfman the was worst. terrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So that's uh, wow. That was much. I feel like that was almost as risky as casting Robert Downey Jr. to play Iron Man. <laughs> you know? Yeah, definitely. And uh, and kid, I got some good news for you. He is currently okay. working on a sequel slash reboot called Shrunk. Starring out, Rick really? Moranis and Josh Gad plays his son grown up. Excellent. This is the yeah. best news I've heard all day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now he was, I will say he was the art director for Raiders of the Lost Ark. So he does have that and he did win an Oscar for that. Um, okay. But as far as directing, wow. he is not really a proven track record. Yeah. It feels like when he's, when he's got the right material, He's going to uh-huh. make it work, but he's not the kind of guy who like his style is going to elevate material that's not already pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's, he's he's like the Andy Dalton of, uh, <laughs> of directors. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Love you, Andy. You seem like a nice man. <laughs> Love you, Red Rocket. Chris Evans turned down the role three times before he said yes, and it took a call from Robert Downey Jr. to convince him. What was his, uh, uh, what was his rationale for turning it down? Was it 
He already did the I, superhero thing. Yeah, I think he did the six other superhero movies, and he had a bad experience on Fantastic Four with the huge franchise superhero movies, and the character didn't speak to him at first. And then he sat down with, he got the call from Robert, talked to him for a long time, and then sat down with the director and the director kind of explained to him what he wanted to do. And I think that talked him into it. Hmm. Good choice. I mean, yeah, he was, you know, who was uh, one of, this might be one of your trivia, so I apologize if I'm stepping on anything you were going to say, but uh, one of the other people who was strongly considered for the role of Cap was uh, John Krasinski. Oh Um, yeah, I did read that. Which, uh, this is a weird comment, but I think they made the right choice in going with Chris Evans, like just based on John Krasinski has kind of a weird chin. He's got big googly yeah. eyes and a weird chin. So he would have looked absurd in that helmet. Yes. <laughs> he would have looked so bad. <laughs> now are are you I'm I'm all for John Krasinski being Mr. Fantastic. What do you think about that? Absolutely. I yeah. love it. I'd I'd love John Krasinski. I and especially um I'm a big Quiet Place fan. I would just love to see him direct a marvel movie at some point in the future oh, or yeah. any superhero movie he's so good yeah yeah that'd be great hydra's plane was based on the actual nazi concepts for planes wow yeah <laughs> that was um i forget what they called it but it's it's a type of plane that doesn't have the the fuselage it's just wings and i guess the germans tried to do it um, the British and Americans tried to do it all throughout World War One, and nobody succeeded until America created the stealth bomber in, I think, the 70s. Oh, oh so that thing was basically like the stealth bomber, kind of. Yeah, yeah, it was, pretty okay. much. Huh. There's a line when Red Skull says, while the Fuhrer is, digs for trinkets in the desert, I am finding this. <laughs> and that is a direct nod to Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. nice that nice that Joe Johnson was able to get that uh, little bit of uh, little bit yeah cross uh, in there continuity yeah. Do, so does that mean that Indy is alive in the MCU? I think so. We could have gotten a, we could have gotten a, a Steve Rogers Harrison Ford yeah crossover at some point. Yeah, I hope so. Well, Harrison Ford is taking over as General Ross. That's a that feels a little risky to me. As much yeah. as I love Harrison Ford, he is an old man, and the last yeah, guy that played Ross already died. So maybe yeah, we of old age. So. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe we pull a Dumbledore and go a couple years younger with this one. <laughs> you know, I thought the same thing. Like, I hope, I hope he likes the script and likes the thing and genuinely invests in it because Harrison Ford, when he's trying, is such a fucking great actor. Absolutely, unmotivated yeah. Harrison Ford is pretty hilarious too (laughs) but yeah yeah, i I hope he uh he holds out to do a couple of movies and i i really would like to see him as the red as the red hulk (laughs) like an 80 year old red hulk (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean that's what he is in the comics there's no way they're doing that there's no way harrison (laughs) all right harrison we're gonna need you to put on this motion capture no (laughs) (laughs) that's when you're gonna see unmotivated harrison (laughs) and then the yeah the other piece of trivia is the girl there's a scene in the the bail bond montage uso thing where a girl asks for his autograph and that actress played peter quill's mom in the guardians of the galaxy movies oh that's cool yeah, it's a little cross pollination there, and um, yeah, Mike, what do you think? Uh, what's a good American soup? I mean, I feel like 
like Campbell's tomato soup mm-hmm. is the most American soup. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong in that. Or either either chicken noodle or um or tomato soup. What do, yeah. you, what do you think? Because this is a big choice, I know. I think tomato soup more because chicken noodle has some Italian seasonings in it and pasta. It's a little more yeah. Italian. And this is World War II, so they're part of the Axis. So we can't. Yeah, like, yeah. No, 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 no Italian. None of that. No, you know, no one ever, no one ever thinks of tomatoes as being Italian. So I think yeah. we're, uh, I think we're, we're good. We're <laughs> 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 think about that? Oh, I'm a buffoon. Mike, yeah, big, absolutely. Big question. Which would you choose? <laughs> Soup yeah. or heroes, Mike? Would you choose? <laughs> I choose heroes. <laughs> I choose heroes too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, and I highly recommend, like I said, the uh, recommender run on Captain America. It leads right into his run on Uncanny Avengers, which is a Avengers X Men half and half team, and that is also very very dark. Um, yeah, if you just want to be depressed, read those comics. There. <laughs> but I, you know, like the. The comics in general, they always seem as if they're like four children and it catches you off guard like, oh, this is some serious shit. Yeah, that's that's the thing with comic books. It's like, you know, there's some great ones in New York City. And like anytime I go, I never see kids there. Yeah. Never. I mean, like you see like, I don't know, maybe like a 14 or 15 year old, which to me isn't like a kid kid. But mm-hmm. you never see, you're not seeing like eight year olds coming in to get the latest Spider-Man. Like, no. Nah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No. I, I hope they're still reading them, but uh, but yeah. This yeah. is our time, Michael. It's adult <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah, we're adults. <laughs> Those kids. We're adults reading uh, books with mostly pictures while we shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, so next week, I think we're going to go back to DC, and I have a little surprise for you. What is it? What is it? Throwing in a, a curveball that you probably wouldn't have expected. Okay. I'm going for the original 1979 Swamp Thing. Oh, man. I loved that movie when I was a kid. Yeah, I have only seen it once when I was a kid, and I have never seen it again. And I had a Swamp Thing toy. I loved it. Oh, wow. Yeah, very exciting choice. Um, yeah, thank you. Now, I don't think it's streaming on anything, so we are fucked. (laughs) (laughs) I will will scour the internet and send you a link. Okay. I I may know a couple of uh, dark web sites where we can watch Swamp Thing movies. (laughs) Yes, right after our snuff film night. (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll do a snuff film, then 8mm, and then we'll watch... uh... (laughs) Sounds great. (laughs) It's nice to make plants. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> All right, kid. Well, you have a good week, and and I'm proud of you. You too, buddy. I'm I remain your ever devoted friend <laughs> and guy who's proud of you. <laughs> and as we go out, always on this podcast, uh, we'll both sit in silence so you can hear my dog chewing a bone. all right everybody thank you once again for listening to comics on film uh we really appreciate you listening and please help us to keep this show growing um like us on social media i am so goddamn tired like us on social media 
Does that make sense? Follow us. Rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And please review. Those really help. Give us some five-star reviews. And in the five-star review, just it really helps us. And again, this sounds fake. I'm not making this up. It really helps us if you mention that you were embarrassed as a kid and now it's led to a sexual kink and then for you to go into um, that kink. So... Thanks once again, and join us next week for Swamp Thing. I am so fucking tired.